Welcome to Val FBA Stuttgart Americana, an American-based English language Val FBA Stuttgart fan podcast where our views are unofficial, uninformed, and usually unprepared. This is a very special episode for us, episode 38, because this is our Valentine's Day special one-year anniversary episode. Um, the perfect gift for your loved one is to give them this podcast, I guess. Uh, joining me on this, just this day of, of, of love and giving are the two original members of this podcast. Austin, how are you doing today? Hey, doing great. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff, how are you? <laughs> Austin's already been drinking. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing good. Good to be back. Good. Well, speaking of that, this season has gone so well for me that I'm going to crack one open <laughs> because it's hard, nice. for me to, it's hard for me to talk about Valve Bay. Um, without a little bit of beverage in me now. So it's been a little bit since we've talked to you guys. Austin, uh, any big news going on in uh, in your life? Uh, not really. Um, just, you know, I, I got a new set of golf clubs. Okay. That, you know, so my golf club total has risen up to about 75 clubs to about 85 clubs now. So, oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, Jeff, for those that don't uh, know, what is the standard amount of golf clubs that you can carry in a golf bag? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked. I was just about to say you're allowed to carry, I think it's 14 clubs in your bag. And, and we give Austin the, the 28 club rule. He does carry right-handed set and a left-handed set. Um, but I got to ask Austin, so you got some new clubs. Are they righty or lefty? Well, okay. Well, first of all, they're not new. They're new to me. They're uh, Callaway 22, X-22s. Um, oh, I had that set. Yeah, and they're right-handed. He probably and, took them from you. Wait a minute. <laughs> Did you get them? <laughs> no, so, so how I came across how I came across them is I was at the range, and I saw him. He had them uh, set up, and I go, hey, I my grandmother has – well, my grandmother doesn't have it, but at my grandmother's house, there's a seven iron of this same set and he didn't have the seven iron. So I'm out there hitting clubs. And then all of a sudden about 15 minutes later, he comes out and he goes, here, you could have them. This podcast. Austin, hold on a second, Travis. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, damn it. I got to ask this because Austin, I had a set of Callaway X 22s mm -hmm. and they're supposed <laughs> to park in Travis's garage under piles of crap. Right, right now. My, Travis, after this pod, I want you to go out to your garage and try to find my seven iron. Is it in Bomba's closet of fame right now? Oh, boy. Yeah, it could be. I mean, times have been tough out here in Cleveland. I had to make a little extra cash, so I may have sold them on the eBay to uh, to. Wow, Austin. that's my favorite club, too. Well, what are you going to do? What are uh, you going to do? All right. Well, Austin, do. Austin's uh, got close to triple digits in clubs. Jeff, how about you? How are you doing? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I'm doing fine. I, it's, it's good to be back on the pod. I can't wait to see the number of followers just drop through the... <laughs> no, yeah, I'm you... doing really good. I'm doing good. It's Super Sunday. Super Sunday. That's why right. we got Super Bowl today. We'll talk about that later. I'm doing, you know, all things considered, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I've got, uh, played some tennis last night. We got a W, so my first W of the season. And I've got a tournament coming up. And my polo just came in. So... Uh, I'm dressing wow. up. Yeah, dressing up. You guys on the uh, the pod can't see it, but it's shaped like a galaxy. 
You look very Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson right now. Uh, And everybody knows Neil deGrasse Tyson has an amazing tennis game. (laughs) I think. I I don't know if that's true or not. So, yeah, it sounds like everything's going really well for us. So why don't we dive into part one and see exactly how well everything is going for Val F. Bay. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) Let's talk about that, Travis. How are things going for Val F. Bay? Well, the good news is all four of us, you guys, myself, and Matt, all predicted that Val F. Bay would fall to Bayer Leverkusen. And, you know, Bayer's a team in great form. They beat Dortmund the week before. So I think going into this one, we all expected um, it would be a tough one. And indeed, it turned out to be. The news got even worse because during the week, it became evident that uh, Kalajic, who scored last week, was going to have to sit this one out. And then Anton who was the center of our defense had COVID. So he was going to sit it out. And Marmouche, who was just coming back from Africa uh, from his cup of nations tournament got COVID too. So he was going to sit this out. So, I mean, the only news that we really heard last week that was any good, I guess, was, you know, Sven Mislintot, who's kind of in charge of player uh, procurement gave the vote of confidence to Pellegrino Matarazzo team has it one and six. Now in the United States, whenever, the GM, Jeff, gives a vote of confidence. What does that generally mean? That means he's got 10 games left in his, in his career, and he's gone for the end of the season. That's exactly what that means. Yeah, Austin, do you tend to agree with that? Yeah, I don't like the vote of confidence thing. I, I remember back uh, when uh, my St. Louis Blues, they, they, uh, the Armstrong, the general manager, gave a vote of confidence. They brought in a, a goalie to take over for the goalie who was doing just fine and said, we brought this guy in for the playoffs. And then they put that guy in for the playoffs and we end up losing the first series because they would not take that goalie out because the general manager said, this was the guy we're going with. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it. It's, it's odd though to me because, you know, a lot of it, Valet base had a lot of injuries this year and, and with Sasa being out for the good part of the season, they haven't been able to score. He comes back. I think he gets, one or two goals last week. Well, they finally scored last week. First time in six games. I think he scored one. You know, so they have had a lot of injuries. But that being said, though, soccer is one of those sports where you you switch up a manager with 10 games left to survive. It seems to work a lot of the time. You get this new, fresh blood in this system if only for 10 games, and, and the team gets the, goes on a run. So I don't – Vote of confidence now, but there's still, like I said, there's still what 10, 11 games left, and or maybe. And yeah, maybe- I, I just I just said that because I think it handcuffs you a bit. I mean, it, it puts you in a position where man, everything could go south very quickly as it has, and and now you're sitting in a position where you've said this is your guy for B two, and say you don't get any points the rest of the season. I mean, you can't hold on to a guy like that. Yeah, it's, No, it's, but, but to answer the question, vote of confidence means uh, we're looking, we haven't found anybody yet. So. <laughs> yeah, That's true. I think it, part, part of the frustration is that uh, the team has had so much instability over the last decade that they have to try to find any form of, of consistency. Mm-hmm. And that means sticking to something, staying true to something. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the tough spot they put themselves in that Pellegrino hasn't won in seven games. And in any club in the Bundesliga, I, let's be honest, he'd probably you know be out the door by now. And I'm not calling for him to be out the door, but 
the team has been so unstable the last decade that they're just trying to find any kind of consistency, which is leading them to this position where they're like, yeah, we're not going to move away from Matarazzo. And to your guys' point, I mean, if, if the next six games go south, then, you know, what are you doing? So the, the thing that is interesting is both Sven and Pellegrino have said, listen, if this ship does sink down to the second league, we're sticking with it and we're staying with it. And for the most part, there was a poll and 70% of Stuttgart supporters were in favor of that, that they like, you know, Matarazzo, they like Mislintat. And so they were on board with, with them sticking together there. So they're in a tough spot where they can't, if they jettison Matarazzo, um, they're not staying true to themselves and then they're inconsistent yet again. But if they stay with Matarazzo, you know, we have, you're winless in seven. So, so what happens here? So I don't like the vote of confidence either from an American perspective, but it went over really, really well over in Stuttgart. It went, it was very uh, favorable and people were really uh, happy about it because they just want some kind of consistency and say what you will about, you know, uh, Sven and Matarazzo, they have done a nice job of developing players, getting players. It's just, I think Jeff, to your point, it's been so much bad luck uh, this season that, um, I think, in my opinion, if this team was healthy, I don't think they would have been top six, maybe not even top nine. I do think there's some major flaws in what our system is, but I don't think we'd be bottom two. I think we'd be that 15, 13 range somewhere in there. And it's just you add the bad luck with some of the, the, the downturn in, in performance and you know, and here, here we are. So why don't we dive into that? Let's get into the bad luck. Um, Jeff, as you were watching the match, the thing that I will say for Matarazzo is that these guys aren't giving up. They're not, they're not quitting. I mean, what did you see? In, but let's focus on this. So there, there's some bad luck in this game, but what did you see that was positive maybe in the first well, half? There, there was bad luck in the game, but what I saw was, um, <laughs> well, T, what you just mentioned before is they're true to their form. They counter, counter, counter. Um, but right now they're just a, they're a little bit anemic. They had their best players out. They're missing two players on defense. And quite honestly, I think it'd be hard to argue of a team right now that's playing better than, than Leverkusen right now. I mean, they're, in my opinion, probably the hottest team and the best team in the league today. I mean, at least, I mean, they've really blown through their competition and going into the game, you know, I, I think it's, I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but maybe your goal is just to score a couple of goals. You know, and, and they didn't play that bad. I mean, they had some bad luck. Their, their back line right now is really, really thin. They've got no depth. They're missing two players. Um, there's no depth back there. Again, playing one of the hottest teams, they're going to struggle. But, you know, they got two on the board. They scored twice. And, and Tiago looked really good, I think. I mean, right. you know, if, I think he was a positive no. So, you know, it wasn't – I mean, it's a loss, I think, you go in – sort of expecting and um, you really can't be too upset. <laughs> Your goal of the week is the teams around you to, to lose. <laughs> so yeah. You yeah. Know. To, to your point, this was the first week in a while where the results around the table went the way Stuttgart needed them to go. So that <laughs> made the loss a little bit less, um, I guess a little bit easier to swallow here. Um, no, I, I agree with you is, 
Shugart had chances. They were playing counterattack uh, football. Uh, Furich had a nice chance around the 20th minute. Tiago had one off the bar in the 28th minute after a sweet uh, Mangala pass, who's he hasn't been playing very well, to be quite honest. But then Bayer score, or, you know, Leverkusen scores in the 41st minute. Um, but, you know, Shugart fought back. And I think that's the biggest hope that you have for this club is that in the last couple of matches, they've gone down early, but they've come back. And so they're showing some fight. They're showing some effort. It's not like they're hanging their head. And as soon as they go down one goal, all of a sudden it's four, one, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're at least showing some fights, you know, sh- uh, showing some effort there. Um, Austin from the, the 90 minutes or so of the match that you watched or, or didn't watch. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are your thoughts? My thoughts is, is it came out and like you said, they, they had a couple off the bar. Uh, once Leverkusen scored in what the 40th minute or so, I right. remember turning to my son who, who actually turned the game on, which means he's going to be kicked out of the house soon. <laughs> but um, I, I, I remember turning to him and going, if Leverkusen scores before halftime again, it's over. And, and they didn't. And so uh, I heard somewhere and I don't remember if it was, from somebody official or not, but there was talk about having the Dobby playing the back line. Oh my God. I mean, I yeah. mean, Jeff was just talking about how thin their back line is. And if that happens, I, it, yeah, I mean, let's, let's get into that for a little bit. So, you know, the match ends four to two, uh, Shugart showed nice effort coming back. Um, there's the same problems that have been existing are still there. They gave up a goal on a free kick. Um, they're giving up goals immediately after they score goals. And so I think there's issues with leadership. There's issues with coaching. I mean, every corner kick is just a disaster. By the end of the game, <laughs> Bayer had 10 corner kicks. You know how many Stuttgart had? Uh, three. Uh, zero. No, sure. <laughs> yeah, in the last two matches, it's 24 corner kicks to three. Right. Uh, it's just and, and that's our biggest weakness and so teams have figured that out among other things so let, let's get into that a little bit the uh one of the biggest criticisms of moderato is his substitution patterns as the game goes on so as the game goes on uh alexis Tivity comes in for silas and silas is working his way back into form uh Koulibaly comes in for endo you know i get it endo's played a ton and plus at that point we were gold down and then Klimowitz comes in for Stenzel, who's one of Austin's favorite players in the 85th minute. Um, Austin, start with you. What did you think of the sub, uh, the pattern, and Yamadarazzo's moves? I, I think it's been consistent. I, I mean, you've been talking about how how poor you think they've been, and I think he uh, he held up to that. I mean, <laughs> and no, I I, did, I I understand. It looked like you guys were in a system of trying just to you know, not park the bus, but play defensive and hope some some counter came out of something. And I could see a Kubali being a type of player that if he gets out on a run, he could do something with it. Usually it's kicking it off his foot over the goal or something. But, you know, you're hoping for something. And, and Kubali does have energy. So I, I get that sub if you're playing that kind of game. So, but to your point, I think, uh, to your question at least, I think – the, the patterns have uh, stayed consistent. Yeah. Well, I think that his, uh, his strategy has stayed consistent. His substitution, I think he's all over the place trying to find a rhythm that works. I think Koulibaly, I disagree with Austin. I, I want to like Koulibaly. Um, 
I just don't understand what he brings to your team. He brings energy. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I don't think he brings anything form-wise, consistency-wise that really helps your team. Silas, although I like him, I, he didn't play that well. Um, I don't believe he played that well um, yesterday. Well, he fell down a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, he did. I like Endo, but he's been playing, a, a, you know, a lot, you know. So yeah. there's this part of where, you know, you're playing a team like like we met, you're playing Bayer, and, you know, you, you mix your lineup up a little bit. You, you find some subs. You try to find something that works. You give, you give Endo a rest. Um, and I'm okay with that. You know, I think at the point you're just trying to find, you're trying to catch fire somewhere. Um, and Austin, yeah, Kulabali does bring energy. He does bring um, excitement, but he's, I, I've yet to find in, in watching him play anything else he contributes to the team. And I think there's a point where you just have to, I think you have to sit him. I don't know. I don't, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, I get the Tibbity for Silas sub. Silas is working his way back. Let's not forget he blew his knee out yeah, I think, yeah, in, yeah. in April of last year. So he's working his way back. Uh, the Koulibaly thing, I just don't get. And the kids only, the thing that we always forget is I don't think he's 20 years old yet. I mean, it's, it's crazy how young he is. But that I forget if it was the third goal or the fourth goal was directly he was responsible. He, he, he's not a defensive player. And I get we were chasing the game at that point, but the errors he makes are pretty consistent. And like you guys said, there's, he brings energy, but there's not a lot else. And then Klimowitz, who is supposed to be the second coming of, of yeah. whatever, has just been invisible for the two years that we've been you know, broadcasting. I'm really disappointed with the substitution patterns. Um, I, I'm, very well known. I want Omer Baez, the kid from Turkey, to play. Uh, there's a lot of fans who are upset that Lillian Egloff, who's supposed to be the next midfielder of uh, the future, ended up playing that day in the regional leagues game instead of being on the roster for Sugar. I think things are so desperate at this point that there's some guys that I think have shown that they don't have they've been given enough opportunities. Let me put it that way. Cool. Bali is one of them. Klimowitz is another one of them. And let's go to Didavi. Uh Didavi has been such a disappointment this season. They don't even know where to put him because half the time he's hurt half the time. He's out of shape. Half the time he has COVID. I think that adds up to hundred percent, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure. That sounds like my, that sounds like my work career. <laughs> right? It kind of does. Yeah. UPS is listening to this podcast right now. Oh, we need a new sponsor. UPS, a fine place to have stuff delivered. Does that work? Awesome. No, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Klimowitz though. You know, you're right about that potential. Yeah, you should forget about it. Well, he's been nothing. And, and honestly, Davi reminds me of yesterday, Modest. I mean, you think you think he's washed up, you know, out of shape, doesn't contribute, you know, and then he comes back and does something great. Except the, the problem with Davi is he's done nothing great. Right. <laughs> Everything you said about you want to think, get rid of the yeah. word I want to and just say I well, think. I well, you know, I want to think, yeah. And the Turkish, what's the thing that Turkish kid you said you guys got? Omer um, Baez. Why in the world is he not finding himself in that lineup? Like I said, there's plenty of opportunity to say, okay, listen, Dadavi out, Kulabali out, um, Silas until, you know, he play him, you know, 60 minutes and then let him rest. You know, you've got to find a way to get those young <laughs> kids in there who you got, who are supposed to be the next big thing. 
you know, you've lost seven straight now and you've managed just a couple of goals in the last, you know, 600 minutes. Mm-hmm. Let's try to, let's try to find something else, you know? So, yeah. Let me, right. let me ask you this. How was Dadavi in the second division? Was he a decent player down there? I honestly, goodness, can't remember. I mean, he, this is going to be something, if this season goes bad, a lot of us are going to look back and say, Stugard decided to keep Daniel Dadavi instead of Gonzalo Castro. And we've talked about this a ton. And it's not like it was apples for apples here. But one of the problems with this team is you've got no leadership. You have nobody who's gone through the Bundesliga battles. No, you don't have a veteran. And Daniel Dadavi is that veteran. But Daniel Dadavi has been on numerous teams that either have been relegated or have been almost relegated. And then you add to the fact he's not playing. It was just, it's a small factor, but it's a factor, you know, it, that that's one of the reasons that helps explain, you know, why we're, we're at where we're at. Um, Dadavi has skills. He definitely does, but he's never, anyway, he's never played a full season. I think he's always played around 24, 25 games. Um, and he's a player that is somewhat invisible for major moments of the game, but, makes a couple plays, but he just hasn't been on the pitch for this team to be able to do even, even any of that stuff. So yeah, it's been a pretty rough and final year. It's going to be his last year. He's not coming back next year, uh, no matter what. So it's been a rough year for him. Let's, let's wrap this up with a positive though. So we all expected the team was going to lose this match and Stugart didn't let us down. So that's nice. That's a positive. Um, I'm going to say some of the positives here are this, the team didn't give up. The, the team gave clear effort. The team came back. Um, Jeff, you and I were texting about this before. Um, there's a player that really kind of made a name for himself in this this match that I think is going to play a big role going forward. Oh, Tiago. Yeah, it's funny. He scored two goals, and I think one went off the crossbar, too. Yep. Look, he looks like a legit finisher. I mean, there's certain guys that just have a knack for the goal, and I don't want to, you know, it's – you can't say too much too soon. It's one game, but my goodness, he, he definitely has a knack for the goal. And that's the kind of guy you need to put in there. I mean, and, and when Sasa comes back and you got him in there, now you got some weapons, you know? So, so I got a question about that. When, when you have a full healthy squad, is Tiago, it, is he going to be in your starting 11 or do you see him coming off the bench? What do you think, Travis? I, mean, I think, there's a two-part answer to your question is the yeah he's going to be in the starting lineup I mean he's a a legit player Uh, the team he came from from Portugal just won one of their championships I don't know if it was the league or if it was the cup Um, and if Stuttgart wants to keep him after the loan he's a 15 million dollar player Nico Gonzalez was 12 million so this dude is legit and I think like Jeff said we saw enough of him on Saturday to say, yeah, this kid is good. Um, I don't think Stuttgart has the money to pay him that much or to, to, to pay that transfer fee. But, you know, if he helps keep us up this season, he'll be worth his weight, you know, his weight in gold. He will be in the starting lineup the rest of the season. Is, he, is, he, a pure, is he a pure striker or can he play multiples? Do you know? It's funny. The biggest, uh, yeah, he can play up top. He can play on the wing. He has a lot of pace. 
then not he he creates a lot of runs so that'll open up stuff for the other players the knock on him was his finishing <laughs> so <laughs> that were like great we got another guy who can't score goals but uh he looked good on saturday so i think he's he's gonna be fine there uh you know going forward so in the second part of the question to answer is this is the problem with Stuttgart is that all year long we've been saying the same thing is once everybody gets back, we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not fine. So uh, that. It, well, it's, it's funny and on the same line, you know, when you're playing sports in high school and, and below, you have these quote unquote moral victories when you're a professional level as a player, as a fan, you're kind of done with moral victories. You just want a victory. So, yeah, they're playing better. They showed heart. They scored a couple goals. Um, they have promise, but they lost seven straight games. And so, you know, I, I know this is going to come. We're going to get to this, too. But Bochum next week, enough with the moral victories. You have to win that game. I mean, yeah. There's, I mean, I don't care if the score is, is six to five and you, you've managed to get the back of the net. <laughs> you've got to have a victory victory and you've got to, you got to start winning games. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the last, last note on this game that I don't want to throw out there is when Florian Wirtz scored on Florian Muir, Matt's head probably exploded. <laughs> That's right. Matt, <laughs> Matt has a distaste for all Florians everywhere. So yeah, that was probably a rough, that was probably a rough go for Matt on that one. But it, you know what? Speaking of Matt, why don't we move into part two of our episode, our anniversary edition. Guys, this has been a year. We are at a year of podcasting, a year of doing um, really without, I think we can brag, America's number one Val F.B. Stuttgart fan podcast. I mean, let's take a moment. And uh, a little clap. Yeah, let it sink. Probably no one noticed, but we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> let you. Well, so here's what we got. I'm gonna throw some stuff out at you. So those of you that are listening at home, we're just gonna do a little bit of uh, self congratulation for the next ten minutes. So if you want to fast forward, please do. But we've done we've done 38 episodes. Uh, Rob has done two of them. Matt has done ten. Jeff, this is your 15th episode on oh, the podcast. It was amazing. I'm thinking about the numbers. Are we above 300 followers now? We got 314 followers and only right five- now. Yeah. Right now. Well, that's right. <laughs> I mean, as of now. I mean, do the math. Awesome. Don't do the math. Awesome. Awesome's bad at math. But think right. about you start with one and now we're at 300 in a year. Well, I think it, if, yeah. if, the, if the trend continues, we'll be almost at 100,000 followers by next year. I mean, it's exponential at this point. I, I think we started with two followers because Jeff, you don't know how Twitter works. So I don't think you even followed us at the time. <laughs> so it took us a while to even get up to three there. <laughs> That's true. That's right. Austin, you're at 28 uh, appearances on the podcast. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Uh, well, I'll just say this. Your substitution patterns are, are just like Matarazzo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when I'm coming in. I don't know when I'm going to be on. I don't know how long I'm going to be on for. Right, just... right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm the middle... talking to bench me for the second half of the podcast, actually. You are the Koulibaly of podcasting. <laughs> that's what you are. I don't know what you bring to the table at all. <laughs> do you guys, so do you remember what our first 
podcast was, what our first episode was, what the first match was. <laughs> Dead silence. It was a 1-1 draw versus Hertha Berlin. Ooh. Yeah, it was a 38-minute okay. episode. We had 30 people listen to it. Uh, and here's what's cool wow. about uh, wow. the, the technology that we use for our podcast. It tells you how long people actually listen to it. So of the 30 people who listened to it, 15 of them made it all the way to the six-minute mark. <laughs> and, how many finished? Uh, seven. It says seven finished it. <laughs> wow. We're sorry. The average listen time was three minutes and 40 seconds. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Um, in that, yeah, in that first wow. match, now let's look at that, how the team has changed a little bit. The starters back then were Cobell and Goal, Dino, Anton, Karazor in the back. Mm-hmm. Then the midfield was Sosa, Mangala, Endo, and Silas. And then it was Tommy and Forrester up front of them, and then Kalajic at the very top. The starters today, uh, Mueller, Sosa, Ito, Dino, Stenzel in the back. Karazor was in front of them today. He played pretty defensive. Then Furich, Endo, and Mangala were in the middle uh, with Silas, and Tiago was up front. Any comments on how the starting lineup has changed over that time? Well, you, you guys got worse. <laughs> you used, yeah, back when we first started this podcast, you guys, you guys picked up points. I sense you guys are trying to connect your appearances to the wins of this team. <laughs> Exponentially more points, actually, Austin. Good call. Wow. We might end up with 300,000 listeners soon. Wow. All right. How our longest episode was episode 33, which was the holiday Hinrunda episode, uh, ep- uh, parts four through six. It was an hour and 33 minutes of. <sighs> Of broadcast excellence. Our, our shortest episode was episode 16, a four to nothing loss to Leipzig was only 30 minutes. So in between those two, uh, what do you guys think is probably our, our sweet spot, Jeff? Well, you know what? Why you why is the episode so short when you get slaughtered? That's what I want to know. And well, actually, it is I want to know you, you talked about start to finish of the hour and a half. What was the average viewership length on that? Do you have that stat? Oh, I can look it up. Not right now, but it was, I glanced at it. It was significantly better than what our first episode was. Nice. It was. Well, uh, I'll say this. Travis's editing has gotten worse because he could have just said, yeah, I have that. And then edited it in later. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm going to edit all you guys out and just put (laughs) Matt in later. (laughs) You know, speaking of which, to answer your question, the sweet Mm -hmm. spot, Simply any episode with Jeff and Oz. Am I right, Oz? Uh-huh. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden, between episode 10 and the episode now, I, I realized that Matt is not an imaginary person. So, <laughs> you know, that's another change to the podcast as well, well. Yeah. At least you listen to the podcast. I'm pretty convinced Jeff doesn't listen at all. What's the stats on that? <laughs> well, speaking to your guys' point, the episode with the least amount of plays, so the least amount of listeners, was episode two when you two were on it. There was only 23 people listened. It was a zero to one win at Cologne. So there you go. Well, that's why nobody tuned in. Well, <laughs> our, the episode with the most plays was episode 34, the zero to zero draw versus Furt, when 
Josh and Jens from Texas popped on. 92 people listened to that one. You both were not on that episode. Well, well that's because biggest state in the union, so they got some people <laughs> there. So, well, Sven and his buddy probably got all their buddies to listen to it. So, I, if I had more friends or friends at all, <laughs> I would get them to listen too. <laughs> that's a fair point. Fair point. Uh, question: Do you guys, Jeff? I'll start with you. Do you think the team has a winning record or a losing record during our coverage of them? Losing. We have 10 wins, eight draws, and 19 losses nice. while we've been covering the team. So we may very quickly get a cease and desist order from the club. <laughs> we can ask for a buyout. Ooh. Oh, wow. Or we could go on loan to Cologne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You two, yeah, you two watch your backs. I'll start podcasting about your club. Well, you got to go on loan to Augsburg. Seems like that. <laughs> oh, my F. God bless it, Augsburg. All right. We have a we've scored 56 goals and given up 62 over that time period for a minus six goal differential. So of the year that has gone by, Austin, let me start with you. Is there anything you want to just throw out there? Anything that sticks you know, in your, your memory? Anything that, um, you know, we've been here for a year. What do you what do you have to say? Well, I'll, I'll say this. I, when we first started this, I I quickly realized because I went from watching the games and, and taking notes to going, oh, there's highlights. And <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it, it's been good because in that time, uh, Freiburg has gone from a mid-level bottom table team to, a, you know, looking at, you know, EL or CL. So the podcast has been good for some. You know what that has happened over the course of the year? Your ability to read the room has gotten worse and worse and worse. If I posted the text messages that the three of us have while we're watching the match and I'm at a, an emotional nadir and you throw on something up there about, hey, guess who's in the Champions League? I, If I could reach across and punch you in the throat, I would probably do it. You just stole my entire answer because the first thing I thought about in the last 12 months was, yeah, I, I really enjoy doing the podcast. It's fun. You know, it gets me away from, you know, the people I live with for an hour and a half. But the real thing is, and it's funny because, and, and Austin, I, and I've enjoyed as a, as a, as a fan, Cologne fan, my share of success this year. And I think eighth place is perfect. We're not playing Europa. We're not playing a champions where we get absolutely embarrassed. <laughs> we're in the Bundesliga. We're right in the middle. I mean, I can take a deep breath. It's perfect. But so then you have a podcast about Valif Bay and they're in 17th place right now. They're struggling. They're fighting relegation. And Austin, every time, and you can see Travis's frustration growing um, in accordance with the amount of beers he's, he's inhaling during the game. <laughs> And Austin's like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then he'll start celebrating uh, some Freiburg thing. And now they're in third place in Champions League. And, and, I test, and I'm texting Austin on the side, hey, listen, I think you should probably just maybe you and I just text for a while. I think the last one you sent me is save it for the podcast. 
<laughs> yeah, because I give Charlotte, you know, 24 to 48 hours to kind of take a deep breath and collect himself and realize, you know, but you got to give Travis this moment. And then I'm like, oh, God, this is going to get bad. It's going to get bad. <laughs> you know, they're brothers. Brothers too. But we've been friends for the three of us, God, for 35 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, is. It, it makes me it's it's funny how awesome more than anyone just has its inability or maybe it's an ability he just doesn't care to read the room and i think yeah. it's it is, it's a beautiful ugly thing you know it is it is and it's always fun to go back through the text messages like <laughs> I, I live by the 24-hour rule that's why we don't do this podcast immediately after the match because we would be banned from any hosting uh, mechanism and i'll go back and i'll read through the text messages and i'll be like i'm really glad that i didn't go on the air or go uh somewhere else and all that stuff so it's uh it's been a frustrating season and it's been a frustrating uh you know 20 some matches and it's been frustrating talking to two to you two morons because your two clubs are doing great but uh so has the podcast brought us closer together or has it split us further apart? The latter. I feel, <laughs> I feel awesome. really close with you guys right now. <laughs> awesome. And, and awesome. Will, awesome will, and I'm on team Oz on this one here. I'm with us. Awesome. Sometimes talking down Travis is like raising a child. I love you, Travis. But <laughs> let's say you're six games in the season and, and Valif Bay has 15 points, right? And they're just, they're, they're tearing it up. They're in third place. And they lose. Oh my God, we're getting relegated. It's like telling God, listen, you're not going to get an A on every single test. And then you have to switch gears. I'm like, Travis, listen, you're not going to get relegated. You guys are fine. You have a great team. You have a great system, blah, 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 blah. Now we're in week 22, match day 22, and you're in 17th place. And now you're speaking to that child saying, yeah, things are rough. Um, we got to get, get you through your senior year of high school here. We got to make sure we got to make sure you pass here. And I was trying to build you up, thinking, you know, you can do this. And so now it's like we want to celebrate our good times. Like, man, I'm having the best season I've had in a long time, and I've and I'm I'm feeling semi comfortable. But you can't celebrate because you got that child friend who's just having a tough time. <laughs> but but. No matter how great you're doing, you're you're frustrated because your lack of success. And then I just, but there's times too where I'm like, I'm on the bottom. I mean, you're in the middle on the top. And I would say, listen, I know it's about Beige Stuttgart podcast, but let me be pissed off about my team now. My team is, (laughs) let's talk about me now. But then it always goes back to Austin, who's always up there between third place and eighth place. God bless it, Freiburg. And, it, and, the, and the moral story is we should have and we could have and we had a chance to other fans and we just did. We did. Okay. I'll, I'll make sure to close the window while you're on the ledge when I celebrate. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's not helpful at all. <laughs> all right. Well, what I got out of that is I'm a man child who needs to be handheld through every VFB game. So I'm definitely going to edit all of that out. So Happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Love you. <laughs> all right. Well, that was our, our kind of year review. Honestly, though, it's been a blast. 
uh, doing this. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've met a lot of really cool people. Um, Matt was talking to the Leverkusen podcast today with the best name ever called Neverkusen because they've, they've never won a title of any kind. So <laughs> shout out to them. So uh, it's, we've met some really great people. Uh, and, and regardless of whether you're in the first division, the second division, uh, Bundesliga football is just, you know, fantastic. It's a, it's a fantastic fraternity and it's been a nice way for us, you know, three of us to kind of hang out uh, despite the fact that we are three, you know, we're so thousand miles away. So now nah, it's all, it's all been good. It's all been in fun. And uh, no, I thanks uh, to you guys so much for being a part of it. And thanks to our 300 and was it, it was 14 before we started. Let me check really. Oh, it's still 314. 314 <laughs> listeners. About 12 of them are trying to sell me cryptocurrency, but I think they're legit. <laughs> so, I, think, I think we're okay. All right. That was a great review. Uh, we could move into questions at this point, but you know, after that loss, uh, there were no questions uh, unless Austin, Jeff, you guys have any questions. We could uh, move on to part four. Jeff, any questions? No. Austin. <laughs> I, I got one quick question. Um, do you think you're hold, if you hold on to Kubali, how do you think he'll be in the second division? Do you think he's a second division type player? I think Ooh, Austin's already talking second division. No, you I'm think, just saying. Do you yes, think he? You are okay. Saying. I think it's time to consider the possibility of second tier football. And I think it's time to consider who's going to be on the club and who's not going to be on the club. And I have faith that Sven Milsentot is doing that. Um, I don't know the details, but from what I've read, the contracts of the players have been made so that if the team was relegated, there were mechanisms in place to keep them with the club. Now, if you get relegated, you're not going to keep everybody, right? You're not going to keep Kalajic. He already said he's gone after this year. Borna Sosa is going to be gone uh, probably no matter what we do. Um, some of the, like a Silas, I think he'll stick around because the club has been so supportive of him and he's working his way back to health. Um, Dino Mavropanos will be an interesting one. Uh, Florian Mueller, I think he needs a job, so he'll stick around. Um, I think it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens. But I, I think to answer a question in two parts, I think the club needs to start planning for second-tier football because as all of us know, except Austin, second-tier football is different in a lot of ways than first-league football. Um, the caveat to that, though, is – and, Jeff, you brought this up the other day – the second division is nuts. You have so many traditional clubs who I think play like a big club. And but what I mean by that is the second division is usually known for bunker ball, long ball, route one, uh, kick it forward. But you've got Schalke, you've got Bremen, you've got Hanover. The list goes on and on of clubs that are used to playing more open football. And I don't know if Stuttgart will be able to bounce back right away, but I think it is more akin to the way they play now than it was a few years ago. Um, where Koulibaly will play, I just don't think another club is going to put in a big bid for him. I know there was a time when all three of us thought he could be the next, like if he was on Cologne or if he was on Freiburg, he'd have a nice role. I think he's been exposed a little bit. I just think he's one of those guys who's a great athlete who doesn't really have a position, to be quite honest. Um, 
So I think he'd be with us again. And I think he'll continue to play on that wing um, and cause chaos and, and do what he does. Um, he's basically a distraction to the other club. I think you have to pay attention to him, you know, because of his pace and all that stuff. So yeah, good question, Austin. You know, I think part of it is getting ready for the second tier and, you know, so follow-up question. Uh, if Sasa and Sosa go, does Tiago take Sosa's spot or Sasa's spot? I mean, he would take Kalajic's spot because he's a striker. Oh, okay. But I think what's interesting, if we have Tiago on a two-year loan or a year-and-a-half loan, so if we get relegated, he's supposed to come down with us. He's a kid with ambition. So I don't know if playing second-tier football is what he's into. So I don't know if he would stick around with us or not. So there'll be a lot of changes, just like there always is. And we'll see you know, what the future holds here. Speaking of the future, guys, why don't we move on to predictions, uh, give you guys a chance to talk about some of your clubs. First off, though, we'll talk about Valve Bay. They've got Bochum next. First time these two played, it was match day six. It was a 0-0 drop. And I'll tell you right now, I would take that right now <laughs> coming up next weekend. Uh, Valpy's on a seven-match winless streak. Only one draw over that time versus the mighty Goiterfurt. Bochum, <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> What did they just do, Jeff? Uh, they just they beat Bayern. They, did, they didn't just beat them. They crushed they, them. They crushed them. God, they crushed Bayern. So the Stuttgart train is is coming home to uh, Stuttgart, and we're playing a team that just beat the best team you know, on the planet, basically. But here's the good news. Stuttgart is 33 and 15 against these guys in the Bundesliga. And there's an average of 3.5 goals per game. Austin, how many of those goals do you think will be scored by Stuttgart next week? Um, enough of them. I like uh, the positive. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Positivity. All right. So our predictions uh, last week, Travis won. I went seven and two. Jeff, you went five and four for second place. Matt went four and five. And Austin either went 0 and nine or three and six. Jeff, I need your help here. He said he went opposite of Matt. Austin's doing his usual tanking job where he just doesn't care anymore. Should we give him opposite of Matt or should we give him uh, what he actually picked? First, I'm going to be nice and say opposite of Matt. All right. Well, in that case, well, that, that makes nice me work. I will say this with this caveat. Austin, for three weeks now, has predicted the games midway through the games. <laughs> and that's enough of that. Awesome. You do now. I'm glad we're doing it live right now. So this actually be a prediction from Austin. And you can't say whatever Matt says on his portion, I'll take the opposite. Yeah. So, but Austin does this. He gets to end the season. And even if he's in the lead, he just he likes to take. He likes to yeah. I don't get no, I'm, I don't. All, I'm all about next season. I'm preparing. Well, well this season, Austin, with the three and six record you went, that's what we're going to give you. You have 101 wins to 88 losses. Travis has 97 wins. Matt has 93. Jeff, you broke even. You're 90 wins and 90 losses. So you've had a nice run of form here. Perfectly average. You are leading, though. You're above average when it comes to picking Stuttgart matches. You are leading with 12 wins to 10 losses. Austin is next with 11 wins. I got 10 and Matt has nine. A tip kick has been benched, and I think I'm putting it in a garbage bag. <laughs> it's going to be on the front lawn pretty soon. All right, so we go to Bochum. Um, before I get into the betting, predicting spreads, we should have pretty much our full lineup. 
Uh, Kalajic is still a question mark because he got a hit on the calf and we're not sure if he's going to come back or not. So it's a home game. There should be increased fans in the stands. Germany has started to uh, loosen up the restrictions on fans in the stands. And I've always been curious if this team is going to play better or worse with supporters in the stands, you know, the pressure versus just being able to play. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to start with you. You've already said this is a must win. Um, what are your thoughts on this? It is a must win. And I, and I thought for a while, book was one of those teams that you're going to see coming backwards and, and, and everything that could have happened that would help Stuttgart this weekend happened, except for Boak and beat the best team on the planet. I, I don't see that. Listen, Boak was not the best team. I don't see that happening again. I actually think that Stuttgart is still the better team. Uh, I think Boak has got 28 points right now. And I think that it's time to probably, like I said, let them go as far as a team that you can catch. I mean, that victory was, I mean, that was, that was, they, they just, they just stole three points right there. Um, but I actually do believe that Stuttgart is going to win this game. I think the fans are going to help them. I think there's going to be the added pressure. Sure. Um, but I think, you know, Stuttgart knows that the time is now. And when you're playing teams, these must win games, um, you know, Leverkusen wasn't a must win game. You know, Borussia never is. Bayern's it surely is not. This is a must win game. I think the fan support, the fans are going to be aware of that and they're going to support the team and they're going to feel that energy. And I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to, I think they're going to win the game. I don't know what the spread is, um, but I'm taking Stuttgart. What would you guess? The, what would you guess the spread is? Um, I'm, I'm actually probably thinking, gosh, I, at home. it's either, a, it's either a pick em or I maybe even about a minus 0.5. Okay. We'll get to Austin first and then I'll tell you what the big reveal is. Austin, what about you? What are you, uh, thoughts going into this one? Well, it depends on whether I see Dadavi in that back line. If that, that, <laughs> but no, seriously, seriously. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to reach through the screen and kill you. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree with, sorry. I agree with Jeff. I, I think that they're going to look at this game as a must win. Uh, if you look at their schedule after this week, they have Hoffenheim after that. I think they got Gladbach the week after that. So they're going to be on this roller coaster of games that they sh probably should and could win and games that they shouldn't win. So I think this is very vital to their, their season going forward. And I think they're going to pull it off. And I think this is going to be um, – yeah, I agree with Jeff. I think uh, uh, minus half a goal. It's funny because you guys know me pretty well to know that I am not the most rainbow-ish positive person around. Um, and I'm generally pretty negative about most things, as Jeff alluded to earlier. Um, I went on the Twitter machine and I tried to throw out some positive vibes. And the vibes are over the next six matches, I think the team has Bochum, Gladbach, uh, Augsburg, uh, there's Hoffenheim, Union Berlin is in there, and I think Bielefeld. I mean, Ooh. the nice thing is they control their destiny. And I agree with what Jeff said earlier that I think Bochum is out of the reach. You, you don't even worry about them. It's Augsburg, Hertha, and Gladbach right now. And Stuttgart that are the teams. And it's it's hard to worry about Augsburg anybody. too. Yeah, Augsburg. it's hard. It's hard to worry about anybody else because we're four points adrift. If we were three points or two points adrift, I think men mentally we'd be in a much better place, but being four points out of 16th place, that's a tough thing to swallow. That being said, 
I think we go into this match with pretty much a full roster. I think the guys get it. It's This isn't like the Stugart teams in the past who didn't understand what was going on. I think they understand what's going on. Um, they haven't given up. And, and as silly as that sounds, that I think that's big. Uh, they need a little bit of luck. And we haven't had any in a long time, but hopefully it starts this weekend. Um, the betting spread is they believe that Stugart is the favorite. And they're giving uh, Bochum half a goal. So if the score ends 1-1 and you chose Bochum, you would win. If the score ended 1-0 Stuttgart and you chose uh, Bochum, you would lose here. All right, guys, you're on the record. Austin, starting with you, who you got? I'm going to take Stuttgart. I I think it's a must win. And uh, my question to you real quick is, do you think they're going to run the same system they ran last game? Because that seemed to be different. It's interesting you say that because they ran a very defensive system uh, last uh, against Bayer. Uh, they had Sosa in the back and they had Karazor who played really, really well um, as kind of the central defensive mid right in front of the four. And they usually play three in the back, but they've been so porous that they tried to shore up the defense. They were also missing Anton. So they had to put somebody else in there. I'll be hundred percent honest. I, as big as this game is, I think they need to rest Endo. I think that guy is gassed. I think they need to rest Mangala. He hasn't been playing very well. I'd like to see maybe Karazor in the endo spot. I'd like to see Baez in Mangala's spot. Um, I That's where I give Matarazzo a little credit, is that he usually runs a 3-5-2, 3-5-1-1. He ran a 4-1-4-1 last week, or a 4-1-3-2-1, something like that. Um, I like how we're pretending to throw numbers out there. <laughs> By the way, he ran a 0-1-12-11 on Hunt. <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. Ooh, I caught that too. I caught that too. <laughs> no, we played here. We played defensive last week. I think we'll play the same. Honestly, I, I, a point is a point at this point. So hopefully that happens. Jeff, what about you? What are you taking? Uh, I'm taking, well, first of all, I don't think a point is a point. I think you need three. I think you need three. A point's not terrible because like you said, you're, you're down by four now and maybe point gets you down by depending on what Augsburg does and those teams that Bellafield does in, in front of you, but I think you need three. So I'm going to take Stuttgart minus the half goal. Yeah, same thing here. So all three of us have Stuttgart, and as the stats show, that has really worked out quite well for all of us. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right, guys, let's get into overall predictions for the league as a whole. Uh, ninth place Mainz is playing third place Leverkusen. Uh, Leverkusen is minus half a goal, so they're the favorite in this one. I'm going to go on a limb and take Bayer minus half. What about you guys? Yeah, no limb for me. I'm taking Bayer minus 0.5. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking Bayer. They're the only legit chance to catch down uh, Byron. <laughs> I, I don't think they will, but they're, they're the legit chance to catch down Byron. I have honest – I'll be honest with you guys. I have no idea – who is in first? I mean, I know Byers is first, but I haven't been paying attention to any points <laughs> at all. Anybody who has more than 20 points might as well be Champions League material to me. All right, Jeff, let's go. Saturday, 15th place, Bielefeld, who I think is one of the teams that Stuart can catch. They've only got 22 points. They're playing sixth place, Union Berlin, who fell to Dortmund today. It's Union minus half a goal on the road. What do you think? Union looks tough. I'm, I mean, they lost today. I think they lost 3-0 today, but they actually look pretty good. I'm going to take Union minus the half goal, not only because I think they're the 
far better team, but because I feel like um, it's going to be two weeks in a row where Stuttgart gets what they need to start moving the table. So I'm going to take them minus the half goal. All right. Absolutely agree. All right. Awesome. Well, you guys know me as negative Travis for a reason. I am taking Billefeld in this one. Um, the main reason though, it's not because I'm about to have a heart attack at a young age because I'm so pessimistic. It's more because Union shipped off Max Cruza or Max Cruza pushed to get out and he's gone. So I don't know where they're going to score many goals. So I'm going Billefeld in that one. Um, then there's a match on Saturday. Another team that Stuart can still catch. Augsburg is in 16th place, also with 22 points. They're playing some scrub team from the Black Forest called Freiburg. Uh, Freiburg is minus half a goal. Austin, I'm going to let you lead off. You got to, I'm going to time it. A 60 seconds to talk about your club. What do you got? No comment. I'm taking Freiburg. Oh. <laughs> All right, then. Jeff? <laughs> Nothing about the super sub Peterson scoring again, Austin. I'm reading the room right now, Jeff. Reading the room. <laughs> well played. Oh, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to stay positive here. I'm getting, I'm gonna go Freiburg so Austin can start talking about Champions League again. Um, but honestly, I think the God, it's Freiburg's so hard to tell. But um, Schneidergart needs this. He needs a root for your little brother. Big time this weekend, Travis. I'm going to go Freiburg minus a half a goal. I'm going to go Freiburg too. I will. I, I'm not rooting for my little brother. I'm instead rooting for Freiburg. Those are two different things. They don't have to be tied together. You haven't. You haven't yet. So why start now? Right. I don't want to break a 47 year tradition, even before you were born. I yeah. So I'm going Freiburg too. Uh, after that little bit of bump, Augsburg has been back to what Augsburg is. So, gosh. That's the thing is, is if Augsburg and Hertha and Bielefeld can stay down in the dregs with us, it gives us a little bit of hope. So hopefully that happens. 12th place Wolfsburg is hosting eighth place Hoffenheim. Uh, Wolfsburg, in my opinion, has they've had a nice run of form and they've gotten out of the relegation talk for a bit. Um, Hoffenheim has been a weird club. Like you want to root. I don't know if you want to root, but you want to pick Hoffenheim all the time. Uh, but they've had some tough results. I'm going to take Hoffenheim in the pick them. In this one, Jeff, uh, Jeff, what about you? I can't believe it's a pick I think Hoffenheim is is probably one of the – I mean, I think they're playing really well now. They're not the hottest team in the league, but I think they're in a good run of form. They're starting to shoot up the table a little bit. Um, so I think that they're going to they're gonna keep winning uh, next week as well. I'll take them and the pick. All right. Yeah, I have more confidence in Hoffenheim than I do Wolfsburg. So I'll take Hoffenheim. All right, makes it a clean sweep. Jeff, seventh place, Cologne. Seventh place. God, I hope you guys make Champions League for a lot of different reasons. Is it seventh place? It's eighth now. Mm. They were in eighth place, yeah. I just moved you up to fifth place. because I Sweet. Was- <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Eighth place, Cologne is playing Frankfurt. I'm going to let you guess what you think the spread is on this one. Uh, Hoffenheim's in fifth place, by the way. Huh. Um, the spread. Um, oh boy, I think it's gonna be I think the spread is Frankfurt minus 0.5. That's my prediction. Cologne minus 0.5. We <laughs> <laughs> home or away. You're at home. home. That makes no difference. Uh, I, that's that's funny. 
can I please predict this game? And honestly, I, I didn't. And I think, I think, okay, so you mentioned I'm 12 and 10, which Duke are, I think I'm 0 and 22 betting on the throne. And I think at this point, I'm like, I'm going to take the win. So oh. if I bet Freiburg and they lose the spread, that means I've won the game. And I'd rather have that. So, um, but since you're giving me half a goal, I mean, how can I say no to that? So I'm going to take Freiburg plus half a goal. Wow. Or Frankfurt. I mean, Frankfurt. I mean, Frankfurt. Sorry. Frankfurt plus half a goal. I like how you don't know the teams. I don't know what place they're in. This is perfect information (laughs) to get your your betting results. Austin, what about you? 314 is (laughs) Man, did, did you guys see the video of Bumgart watching the game at home? That was awesome. That was, uh, yeah. That was fantastic. I, I, I'm taking Cologne in this game. They're wow. home, and oh. I, I, I just, I just love Bumgart. Uh, if if, if if Strike retired today, I would love for Freiburg to pick him up. Yeah, it's hard not to love that guy. I'm going to take Frankfurt simply because of the half a goal in this one. I think it's going to be a draw. Um, it'll be interesting to see because Modest didn't play last week. If Modest plays this week, and if Modest doesn't play. Um, I don't know if they score, you know. Well, someone needs to give Kostich the COVID because I'd like to see him not play. He you? already had the COVID against uh, us. I know. He needs, he needs to get it again. We <laughs> yeah. need a, variant, a new variant. We need it now. <laughs> <laughs> the Frankfurter variant. All right. So the only thing that makes this match interesting is the spread. First place Bayern is hosting 18th place uh, Furt. And shout out to Furt, by the way. They've had a great run in the second half of the season Jesus, yeah had a great run i um by austin how many goals do you think the betting websites are giving furt if you were gonna guess it'd be two and a half three all right jeff what about you i wonder if it's gonna be influenced by this weekend's results Bayern losing but i'm gonna say i'm kind of with austin i'm gonna say probably three it's three who you got uh, I'm, I'm taking a fit because I think Byron's on a downswing. I think this is where they crumble and fall and they never reach the top again. <laughs> wow. I'm taking Byron. <laughs> yeah, me too. This is almost ridiculous. Austin. I mean, Byron's at home. They got fans. They're pissed off. Um, there's no way. There's no way they're not looking to cr- crush the apps. The bottom, there's no way. This game is going to be 5 6 nothing. It's going to be the only The only reason I'm taking Byron is because Austin. <laughs> That's it. That's as simple as that. All right. Then we have second place Dortmund, who is uh, coming off a win today versus Union, is hosting a team that Stuart could catch if they got their act together in Gladbach. Gladbach is plus half a goal. I'm going to make this easy. I'm taking Dortmund. Austin, what about you? Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Dortmund too. I think Gladbach. I, I, I Gladbach always seems to be having some issues, so I'm taking Dortmund. Well, that's a good matchup for um, you know, for Bauf Bay considering they're playing Dortmund. I think Holland's been out for two weeks now, so oh okay. I'm hoping he comes back, but no, I think that half a goal is a little small there. So I'm gonna take BBB easily right. in that game. Clean sweep. And then one of the other clubs that uh, Stuart could catch is Hertha Berlin. They're in 14th place. They've got 23 points, so five points ahead of Stuttgart. They're playing Leipzig. Leipzig minus half a goal. 
I haven't been impressed with Hertha most of the season. I've taken Leipzig in this one. Austin, what about you? Yeah, I haven't been impressed by Leipzig this this year either. But they're sitting in fourth place in in Champions League. I'm I'm, t- I'm taking Leipzig in this game just just for the Valby Stuttgart fans. Oh, thanks, Austin. Yeah, welcome. I love you. Uh, <laughs> it's Valentine's Day, indeed. This doesn't make any sense to me. I, I mean, the, the, you said that's a half a goal. Yep. There's a 37 goal differential between these two teams. And I think Berlin, honestly, I think Hertha is the worst team in the league. And that includes her. I, I really do. I, I mean, I think they're playing awful. I think they're going to end up, I think they're going to flip flopping when it's all said and done with Bauer Bay for that second. Oh. Uh, um, I'm going to take Leipzig easily over Hertha in this game. All right, another clean sweep there. All right, so those are our predictions. Uh, a lot of hope that uh, some of the results go Stuttgart's way as we move forward. So let's move forward to the final prediction, um, part five. We usually we do what we learned, but instead we're going to focus on it is what America's unofficial national pastime. As we record today, it is the bowl of superness, the Super Bowl between the LA Rams. And the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Ted, Valpy Ted, he, one of the uh, listeners of this podcast, is a, in Cincinnati, big Cincinnati fan. I went to Cincinnati for college, so clearly I'm a big. All right, I'm not. I won't say it, but I am drinking a Rheingeist, which is from Cincinnati, so I'm team Cincinnati. All right, so the spread for this one, guys, is minus four. All right, Austin, who are you taking in the Super Bowl? Is it minus four Rams? Indeed, it is. Uh, I'm taking. I think I'm taking Cincinnati. I think it's going to be a twenty-one to thirteen game. Uh, Cincinnati's going to win it. All right, Jeff. You're welcome, Cincinnati fans. <laughs> yeah, you know, the reason why I like this game so much, I think most of America is rooting for Cincinnati, which I kind of like. I like even even you know I'm reading that Cleveland fans root for them, Pittsburgh fans. I mean, you don't generally see teams in your division root for their rivals. But I think that you find that, you know, it's hard. And even Rams fans, like last week, Rams beat the 49ers. 70% of the fans were 49ers fans, and it was in L.A. Oh, wow. So, um, that being said, I've always liked Stafford. I mean, that you can drop that guy from a 10-story building, he's still going to keep playing. Mm. Um, I like Stafford. I don't like the Rams, but I like Stafford. I want to see him win. I'm rooting for the Bengals, though, but I think the Rams are the better football team. All in all, I think they're the better team. So I'm going to take begrudgingly the Rams minus four. All right. Being from Ohio and being the huge Cincinnati fan that I've always told you guys Mm. I've been ever since I found out Cincinnati was going to the Super Bowl here. And I'm probably the biggest NFL fan on this podcast because Mm -hmm. clearly if there's one thing I love, it's the uh, the uh, what do you call it? Football? 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 American football? I mean, Travis, you do the icky shuffle to this day. I do. (laughs) Because I have a bum knee just like he does, too. Yeah. That's the last last football game you watched. 1988. That's right. Those were the days. (laughs) I'm going to take Bengals minus four. Team Ohio. Team Underdog. Oh, yeah. No, that's how confident I am. I've taken a minus four. I don't care what the spread is. I'm making my own spread. So we'll see. Uh, you know what? Real quick. 
let's do an opposite just in case we'll edit this out. All right. So Austin, I think I'm taking Rams plus four. What about you? You know what? I, I am Dick's favorite son. And, you know, so, so uh, Stafford who came from Detroit, which is our father's team, I have to stay within the family and I'm taking the Rams. No doubt about it. They're winning this game. <laughs> Jeff, what about you? I like Stafford. He's a good guy, but the Bengals are clearly the better football team here. <laughs> Without question. I mean, they've had tremendous comes back, comebacks the last couple of weeks, they've upset the chiefs. Um, they're a team of destiny. They're America's team. Gonna go with the Bengals plus four. All right, everybody, you heard it here first. We've all predicted the Rams slash Bengals winning this whole thing. <laughs> so get your money in. <laughs> also, UPS, a fine place to deliver packages. So a little sonic shout out there. All right, gentlemen, thank you for joining us for our one-year anniversary. Uh, hopefully your Valentine's Days go well and are uh, filled with whatever – I don't know. Valentine's days are filled with. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, I've got <laughs> wife and three kids, two of them are, are, are daughters, but there's no two people. I'd rather spend Valentine's <laughs> my anniversary with than you two. So thank you for allowing me back on the podcast on Valentine's day. It couldn't be better for me. We're just, we're just, (laughs) we're just three guys who enjoy each other's company. That's all. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you next time. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.